I look at the nine session bundle as a sort of three to six month package. Yeah, yeah. So they could use... And do you put a limit on that has to be used within a certain time? Exactly. Yeah. Six months actually is what I recommend. So yeah. they so might... So they don't come back two years later. With... Or like when, when I'm 81 and retired... Yeah, remember me. ...try to cash in their last coaching session. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Coach Street, the premium podcast that brings you insider coaching conversations from the fast lane. When coaches need to shift gears, they come to the Coach Street podcast. Grab a coffee and buckle your seatbelts as hosts Andrea Lee from The Wealthy Thought Leader and Robin Logan from Coach Campus learn what drives the world's most successful coaches. Okay, hi everyone. It's Robin Logan here with episode 11 of the Coach Street podcast. Woo-hoo. This episode, <laughs> so excited. Andrea's in already. Hi, Andrea. <laughs> it's great to be here. It's really good. And I'm really happy with this topic, coaching fees, because I think it's a really, it's a really important topic. And also it causes new coaches a lot of anxiety in my experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to switch straight over to you because I know you've done a lot of work with new coaches in setting coaching fees. And my Mm -hmm. first question for you is, do you think there's a difference in your fee structure for new coaches or experienced coaches? Yes, I, I, I subscribe to the idea that there are seasons in your business life cycle and it kind of refer to them as like toddler teen and then adult, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's kind of a phase one, two, and three, in my opinion, of fee levels. Uh, so as mm-hmm. a beginner coach, you might have fees as, as low as $150 per session. Mm-hmm. But as a veteran coach, you know, some of the highest fees I know, you know, I've seen you know, $1,000 per session. I've seen even mm-hmm. higher than that. So without a doubt, there's, there's a range. Have you, what's the highest you've ever seen, Robin? Well, the highest I've ever seen is 8000 a month. Mm-hmm. That's pretty high, yep. I reckon. I don't know. The whole thing with pricing, I think it's, there's a great book by Dan Kennedy on pricing. I think it's called The No BS approach to to pricing or something like something like that but he says that price exists in three places in your mind in the mind of the customer and in the market Mm. and I think that's really important because a new coach for example could be not confident so will drop their price so that's one element that could happen another aspect is that your customer has an idea about the price they want to pay, regardless of what price you charge. And, you know, that's that thing of some people will always buy the most expensive item, mm-hmm. no matter what. That's just how they see themselves. And then you've got price existing in the environment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like a bottle of water, for example, down at LD or Costco, big, huge discount supermarkets you can get for 25 cents. But if you go out to the airport... Or if you're at the tennis today on a 44-degree day and you mm-hmm. want a bottle of water, you'll probably pay $4 mm-hmm. because of where it is. Yeah, value is relative to the circumstances. So, yeah, mm. I love that. That's a really good kind of touchstone that, that when you're determining your price, think about what you feel good charging 
you can mm -hmm. have confidence charging. What you feel the customer will have ease, relative ease in grasping the value of. Um, mm -hmm. You don't want to set a price that has every single person saying, what, are you kidding? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not, not, not a good thing. And then within the context of the market, what are other people charging? What, you know, if I can buy a, a bundle, you know, a bunch of grapes, you know, for this much at one grocery store, why would I pay? three times mm -hmm. that much at this other grocery store. So that's yeah. a really lovely little three point starting point. I know yeah. I know that one of the things that people get really tangled up with too is how to present coaching fees. You know, by the session can be really controversial. I don't know about you, Robin, but I actually have a really strong opinion about the most effective ways to bundle your fees, um, to present your fees oh, good. even on websites. Good, good. Strong opinions. Let's go. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I actually, I want to give some really nutsy, boltsy advice here. I think that mm -hmm. you guys like that out there listening to Coach Street. Hey, so mm -hmm. the ideal way, in my opinion, and this is how I've grown up over 13 years of being a coach, is to have a, a price for one session, a price for three sessions, and a price for nine sessions. So mm -hmm. let's say, for example, you have a one session fee that's $250. Then mm -hmm. your three session fee might be $650. So 250 times three minus a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And then your fee for nine sessions might be something like $1,550. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can do the math. Nine sessions is three times 650 and then a little bit of a discount. Yeah. So... Why is this something that is really effective? It, it just, it positions you as someone who cares about the well-being and the change that's going to occur in the client over a period of time. Mm -hmm. Selling single sessions, I think, just gives the wrong impression. How about you, Robert? But, what do you so you just said one session, you yeah. are, but you do say put one session up, then three sessions, then nine sessions. Yeah, so I guess to be specific, you're right, you caught me. One session is more <laughs> there as a positioning it's only selling your coaching sessions one session at a time that really makes my skin crawl, frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, the one session is like, look, I totally agree. I don't – I personally, I prefer monthly fees. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested why yours are not monthly and they're per session. Mm -hmm. But I prefer to charge a fee per month and I like to have a three-month minimum. Mm -hmm. And that's because – I really find for any change to really occur, three months is a good is a good period of time for that to happen, to put things in place, get structures in place, mm. you know, work out where the client is going, what's happening. And also just for me as a, as a coach, just the investment of my time and energy, I'm just sort of get annoyed when I put a lot of effort in because you'd put more effort in at the beginning, I think, or it's a different type of effort that you put in at the beginning with a new client. And so I prefer to get some commitment, mm -hmm. really. Yeah. I think the philosophy between the monthly model, which I, you're championing, which I love too, and the bundle model is the same. It really mm -hmm. has that forward momentum and idea of handshake and a, and a commitment that's longer than one session. Yes. Um, I think there are pros and cons to both. For me, the reason to do bundles rather than monthly sessions is I find that in my area of coaching, it's it can be frustrating for someone who 
doesn't necessarily have an issue this week and yet they have booked a coaching session. So I mm. have had the experience of people showing up and saying, well, I don't have anything to talk about, but I had a session today. And that yeah. just makes me really sad. So yes. really, I look at the, the sort of the nine session bundle as a sort of three to six month package. Yeah, yeah. So they could use... And do you put a limit on that has to be used within a certain time? Exactly. Yeah. Six months actually is what I recommend. So yeah. they so might... So they don't come back two years later. With... Or like when, when I'm 81 and retired... Yeah, remember me. Try to cash in their last coaching session. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, the paper that my notes on your coaching sessions disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That um, was when you used paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... In that scenario, if let's say someone bought nine sessions and I was allowing them to use it in six months, then they could decide to use, you know, it's like three sessions one month, two sessions another month. And there's a little bit more fluidity to meet the needs of the timing of the client. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for clients who, for whom dis- discipline and showing up and doing the work, even if they don't think they need it, monthly is really nice. So like I say, there's pros and cons. Yeah, the, definitely the pros for the monthly is the accountability and the structure. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. And as, as a client, I love that. It's, it's great because it makes me, it gives me something that, oh, I've got their coaching session next week and I said I'd do X. Mm-hmm. I better hurry up and do it, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So nice. that works for me. So it's kind of like a co- as a coach, if you have a certain value around accountability and that discipline, then you might want to go more with a monthly. What kind of fees are you, like what's a good sort of, I showed you my numbers, what numbers would you say when you're saying monthly packages, Robin? <laughs> what did you say again? Just remind me, what was yours? <laughs> oh, well, 250 as an example, as a starting place as for, for, one, for session. one session. For yeah. one session. But is that what you charge or is that what you're saying a new coach should charge? This is kind of, I would say not necessarily a brand new coach, but someone in their first year of coaching perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I see it as a really individual thing because of those three elements that I talked about, you know, what's in your mind, what's in the customer's mind, and what environment are you working in? So I've seen people charge fees as high as $8,000 a month, working in executive environment, very experienced coach, very results oriented, you know, is connected, has networks, Mm -hmm. and is only going to have a handful of clients. So that's at one end of the scale. Mm -hmm. And then you've got new coaches who are not feeling confident, so they don't charge that much, who might be working in a niche where you can't charge that much, Mm -hmm. like, you know, life coaching or parent coaching for single mothers Mm -hmm. who who are trying to get back to work or something like that. Coaching for women Um, who live in shelters. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. It's just not, you know, can't charge Mm $8,000 a month anyway, even if you wanted to. So there's that amount then to small business coaching, etc. So I would say uh, 300 a month is about the lowest I have seen mm-hmm. our coaches charge mm-hmm. to up to you know five, six, eight, a thousand a month. Mm-hmm. That really sort of nice. thing. So my my fees personally are a thousand a month, mm-hmm. but I don't have many clients anymore. I'm a little bit out of touch with that. You know, mm-hmm. I probably haven't. I do mainly coaching now for return clients or short stints. I don't have ongoing clients anymore. So probably if I did, I would probably even try and put those fees up even mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. given what I know now and the value, because it's about the value. The value I could offer now is probably much higher than that. 
Mm-hmm. And that's always the place to, to come from and, you know, really sit in when you're, you know, I was just quoting a client who was returning to me after three years and really has seen mm-hmm. a great return on investment for her coaching fees thus far. And she's going to have a, a substantially, you know, it's a substantial year plan that she has. She wants to mm-hmm. more than double her income. She's already at multiple six figures. So when I was quoting, even, you know, this long in the tooth, this many years into coaching, thinking to myself, I th- I'm charging too little. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so really understanding that if my job is to help this person go from multiple six figures, she, you know, she wants to double that. If I have the confidence in the deliverable, regardless of what it is, if you're a health coach or a relationship coach, then that's the place, that confidence is the place from which to work on your fees. Mm-hmm. Robin, yeah. the question that I get so often, if I'm not stepping on you, is, no, is should a person, should coaches put their fees out on their websites? I get that question so often. Yeah. Do you have an I opinion get that about question. that? Look, I I think it depends. Again, yes. I know it sounds like a cop-out, but I mm-hmm. think it depends on what level client you're after. And I'd say sort of rule of thumb is at the lower end, yes, at the higher end, no. Mm-hmm. something like that like if it's but but my if I had to my default position would be yes and that's mm-hmm. just not backed by science or split testing or anything that, like that it's backed by my own personal frustration with websites where people don't put their fees on and mm-hmm. then having to ring up like I'm talking about even just things like we moved decided to move from Dropbox to we need something else because in the company, there's so many staff now. There's like 43 staff all around the world, all using Dropbox, and it was just getting crazy. And we had space limitations. So we're looking for something else. And we went to Box. I don't know if you've heard of Box, but they're like the new kid on the block. For They're like Dropbox, but they provide a lot more features. And, I mean, it's a great little software. But no prices. Couldn't find them anywhere. So then finally I find the guy that's the salesperson for the Asia-Pacific region I ring the number and I get asked a lot of questions. I'm sort of feeling like I'm getting sold to because the questions are all about where where are you now in your business? Where do you want to be? So I'm just interrupting. I went, look, I honestly just need to know prices before it's even worth me spending my time mm-hmm. having this conversation. The guy then tells me, oh, well, I'll book you in with our account manager. And then I realize he's not even, he can't give me a price. He's the first guy. He's the warmer. He's the one that you know, qualifies me as a lead and funnels me in. So then I'm now trying to make an appointment with another guy who finally I get on the phone and because I, I sent him an email and said, just give me the price. Oh, well, I need to talk to you. Finally, I make an appointment to talk to him and I get the price. By that stage, I'm not interested anymore. I don't even want to buy it anymore because mm-hmm. I'm annoyed. I'm angry. <laughs> so I hate that. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I think you put price up. Yeah, I am generally speaking very much aligned with you. When in doubt, put something up. If you need to put your fees up slightly lower than you think you might be at because you'd like to attract more leads or conversations, it's okay mm-hmm. to do that. You just you know say approximately X fee, and then once the person comes and talks to you, you could say, well, it's a range. And for mm-hmm. based on what I'm listening to you in, in understanding are your needs, this would be the price. So it's just, it's really an approximation. It's not a bait and switch. It's just, listen, this is where they start. 
and mm-hmm. I need to I need to hear what you have you know what our work will be in order to give you an actual quote yeah. so you kind of hedge your bets that way what I will say is this is sort of my business coach DNA showing up Robin that if you are someone who hasn't had a lot of clients yet and you are a little unsure about getting your first clients I'm actually of the opinion that it's okay to not have your fees up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, to, I, there's definitely a scenario in which I agree 100% with you, Robin. But when people are first starting out, I would actually much rather you get lots of different conversations because yeah. people need to talk to you about your fees, yeah. practicing your fees, practice stumbling over your fees, mm-hmm. um, practice having people shocked at your fees. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all an education. And I'd rather you have lots and lots of that practice than less. Now, as you move up into the teen and adult phases of your business, you can become more busy, right? Like Robin, Mm -hmm. she's so busy. And so (laughs) in a good way, not in a terrible way. Yeah. But just like, you know, in that, that way of then if you if Robin has her fees up, then a whole bunch of tire kickers are going to go away and she won't have to have those conversations and waste her time. But going along with the the other reason not to put your fees up, mm-hmm. one of the is I agree with you in the first reason. It does create it's an immediate opportunity for a conversation because you've created there a question that someone's going to ask you, and so they're going to email you that question, and then you have an opportunity to connect. So that's one reason. But the other reason is you really don't want people to buy on price. Mm-hmm. You want people to buy on value or benefits. And so the other thing that I also don't like is those people just shop around on price and they just go to the cheapest one and then buy that. Mm-hmm. So what you really want to do is attract the sort of clients who are coming to you because they already know you. And this is where it's sort of like the whole fees thing sort of bleeds into marketing and sales. But ideally they already know you because ideally you're already putting out a whole lot of great content and providing value for free somewhere whether that's Facebook or a blog or whatever so they go to your website and they immediately find on your website that you offer the solution to whatever problem they have and that's the sort of person you want to buy from you Mm -hmm. so that's the other reason maybe not to have the fees brilliantly brilliantly put one thing that I wanted to also cover in this little episode is this idea of bundling, Robin, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you're a fan, Mm -hmm. but you know, for the more experienced listeners, something that can actually be really fascinating to to experiment with and try is let's say you'd like to do more speaking gigs, or let's say you'd like to sell more books, or something else in your business to generate income or, you know, just expand your ability to do business Mm -hmm. as a coach somehow. It can be really nice to bundle coaching services with other things. So, you know, I have a package, for example, that's a year of coaching with retreats and, Mm -hmm. you know, another lower end membership that helps people Mm -hmm. to build their businesses. And Mm -hmm. all of it together is much easier to sell than just coaching alone or just the retreats or just one of these elements. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I think it's really good to have the different options and and to bundle them up like that. And the other reason to bundle them up, and now we sort of are segueing into selling, which is just totally connected to price Mm -hmm. anyway, 
But I'm constantly saying to our coaches, don't sell coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, don't sell coaching because, well, firstly, there's a small percentage of the population that are, who know what coaching is and who are actually looking for a coach. Mostly people want a solution to their problem. And that solution sometimes isn't just coaching on its own. So, for example, you know, a company that's struggling and wants high performance for its staff you're probably looking at a training plus coaching solution there. Mm. Even perhaps even in the parent coaching niche, it's a great idea to bundle up group coaching or a six-week training program that acts as a a feeder Mm -hmm. into your coaching, which is then individual at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing, like being able to package it up so that for two reasons, packaging it for the reason that you were talking about then, which is just that thing, that people like to choose, I think it's called Goldilocks pricing, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the cold porridge. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you put three prices and people will choose the middle. And in fact, you look at all those little pricing widgets, they're all designed in a way that you can highlight that middle price. Mm-hmm. So there's that's one reason to bundle and package is mm-hmm. pricing mm-hmm. and the psychology behind that. But the other reason to bundle is actually about providing the best service you can for your client. Mm-hmm. So if you think about what your client's needs are, rather than think about your need to sell coaching, I'm a coach, I want a coach, I'm going to sell my coaching. If you flip that around and think, well, who's my client? What's typically the problem that they've got? And what type of solution would see them solve that? And so for you, you've you've added a retreat in because you've obviously identified that that's a very powerful way for your clients to achieve their goals. So you've put that in, you've put some coaching in. I don't know whether you've got any training in there, Mm -hmm. but that's the other reason I see to bundle. Yeah. And then, I mean, time flies on a great topic like this. Really looking forward to your input because coaching fees is such an, it's integral to everything. I I know that some of you listening should be raising your fees. And one of the things that I'll say, again, nitty gritty, right, really practical, Robin, is when you're looking to raise your fees, so often people say, well, what do I do with my existing clients? And mm-hmm. really, the the simple answer is you give them notice. My fees will be going up in 30 days, mm-hmm. 60 mm-hmm. days, whatever it is. If you're at the end of a coaching package or near one, or you foresee that you would like to continue our coaching past this current package, I can give you uh, this next two weeks to make that decision, and you can opt to invest in another three months at the old price, and that would be you know, the final chance to take advantage of those prices, but after that, the fee will go up to this. Mm. Oftentimes, it's a beautiful way to bump up your cash flow in that little changeover. And then you've done the courtesy of communicating this change in your fees. And it's not going to be a surprise when it comes time for them to, you know, re-up with you. That's a really great strategy. That's a really good good way to do it. I'm glad we get these podcasts transcribed so people can go back and read that. Mm -hmm. That's a really good one. I think another thing is, I'm just going to say right now, I think probably most people are undercharging. Mm -hmm. You said that before, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think we could just put the challenge out here, put your fees up and see what happens anyway. And I've got a great little story about this. I don't know if I've told you this before. I might have even said it on a podcast, so stop me if I have. But my first experience of this would have been like 20 years ago, literally. Mm -hmm. And I was just starting out and doing strategic planning and business planning. And at that point, I was working in the art sector for committees of management. And there was this one particular group, and I won't name them, but they're an experimental arts gallery. 
and the committee of management were challenging. Let's put it that way. <laughs> they were one of the, you know, like it was just difficult. They were very, they, you know, making money and thinking like a business wasn't something that they did naturally. And so it was quite difficult to move them as a group towards getting even a strategy on paper. And I found it difficult. And I, I decided, you know what, I actually don't think I want to work. I really love them. They're great people, but I don't want to work for them anymore. But I was just so inexperienced and I didn't really know how to say no, which it's taken me a long time to learn, but I'm pretty good now I just of, of knowing which clients I don't want. So instead of saying no, when they rang me, as they did every year to do their strategic plan, I just tripled my fee. <laughs> and I just wrote back and went, look, I'm really sorry, but I've, you know, I'm doing this now and my fees are now this. Less than 24 hours later, they wrote back and said, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Excellent. And so two things happened there. Firstly, I realized, right, it, I'm undercharging. <laughs> and secondly, I realized, because I went and did it, and you know what? It wasn't quite so painful when I was getting paid three times yes. the amount of money. I wondered if that was what you're going to say. It's a very, very awesome story. Yeah, oh, I love that story, Robin. It's great. And I think most people, if you'd put your fees up, and as you said before, test it out. Just do it and see what happens. And then really what you need is a great coach so that you can work on your anxiety around selling and mm-hmm. I'm not even going to talk about that because I think we should do an entire podcast on selling coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel feeling good selling is a really big theme and it's, it really yeah. is possible. I think maybe yeah. as a little taster, as a final tip here because it's just so juicy, one thing I'll say that you can take into action right away is if you do in fact have a one session or a three session or like a one month package for your coaching what is a really easy thing to do is if you have people who have bought that so let's say you have had like you know say three people who've bought one session from you using the model that of pricing I suggested earlier when they're done that session it sounds a little like this Robin it's like wow I loved working with you that you did so much in one hour now just before we go what I'd love to suggest is that you know I think it would be really fun to continue to do more work Now, I don't know whether you think that that would be great, but as far as making sure you know, I would consider it a privilege and an honor if you'd like to extend. Let me extend a bit of a gift to you. You paid $250 for this one session. And as you may or may not know, my three session package price is $650 and my nine session package price is $1550. Just because I I feel like my hair has been blown back and my socks have been knocked off, I would love to offer you that $250 investment that you made in today as a mm-hmm. credit towards one or the other of those two oh, other packages. That's a good – that's very powerful. Um, but you know what? <gasps> People I can, would love that, do they? Right. I can only offer you that if you're able to decide within the next couple of days. Obviously, you yeah. know, like time is, time, time is of essence and – you know, yeah. we're on a roll now and stuff like that. So if you're ready and if you feel good about what we did here today, then just email me back to say it's a go and which you want, if it's the three session or if it's the nine session and we can book our next coaching call. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. And once again, happy about the transcription. That's great. <laughs> People say yes to this a lot. We call it the rollover technique. Um, the rollover it's just technique. really, yeah. really effective. Yeah. 
So, you know, I've found this nifty little piece of code that I'm going to put on the website that has an automated tweet, right? So look out for it when we put this one up and I'm going to tweet that one. So basically what you do, it's just quite easy. You put, you pick out something that's tweetable mm-hmm. and you plonk this code in, you put it in between the parameters, blah, blah. Then when people read the post, they just click the button and retweet it. So they don't have to, you know, copy and paste. It just create it automatically takes mm. them to their Twitter account and they can tweet it. I'm tweeting the rollover technique from this episode. <laughs> nice. All right. So shall we move on to news and updates? Yeah. Let me just like high five. I thought that was a really fun little piece. And I, I think we agree, right? We'd love to hear if this has helped you to yes. um, rethink your fees, especially here now, mm-hmm. you know, in the first quarter of 2014. I think it's, you know, anytime really, doesn't matter what time of year, really think about the value you bring to the world. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right. So let's go on to news and updates. What have you got going on at the moment? I am going to be going, it looks like, to India oh, very wow. soon after or around the time of this um, podcast going out. And it's my first time heading to that continent. And I I don't have rose-colored glasses, Robin. I know I might get run over by a sacred cow. And, you know, it's one of those countries that I, I, I know I'm going to be completely in love with and completely horrified by um, <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking There's a few countries that. like that in Asia. It's true. It's true. Yeah. My ancestors yeah. actually come from one of them. <laughs> but um, yes. yeah, so that's that's what's new and exciting. And um, we're going there to actually do some life coaching for women who have experienced gender-based violence in India. Women who have experienced gender-based violence in India. Is that just not a timely topic or what? I, I don't know if you get as much news as we do, we'll probably get maybe a little bit more being mm-hmm. in Asia Pacific of the horrendous violence that's happening towards women in India at the moment, mm-hmm. public, mm-hmm. shocking, terrible. Yeah. So that's that's what's new and so exciting. Is that the sort of thing you're talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. So what? So tell me more about that. What's that through, and who who's that? How does that happen? Well, it's just it, it. I think the fun thing about it, right, Robin, is that it's life coaching, guys. Everyone, you know, listen up. Your stuff mm-hmm. is good. What you're doing is so needed. I'm doing this as part of, and perhaps, you know, there'll be a chance to share more concrete details, but I'm doing this mm-hmm. as part of a new role I've taken as a strategic director for a not-for-profit. It's a family mm-hmm. foundation. We're going over there in partnership with an NGO that is going to um, take us around to different organizations that are working with women in shelters and um, working on health for women in general. And the whole goal is to give them tools like how to say no, drawing your boundaries, letting go of shame, some of the Brene Brown work. It's all evidence-based stuff, Yes, Um, social science and, and so on that we're going to be teaching and coaching over there. Yeah, so. perfect. And mm-hmm. Andrew just dropped Brene Brown into that sentence, guys. And if you haven't read or seen her before, do a Google search on that. And we'll link as well from the from the transcript. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds fantastic, Andrea. So You're cool. in a heat wave. I'm in such a heat wave. I, I'm surprised I actually could speak and was even semi-articulate in this Well, I have to say, podcast. guys, before, please send Robin some cooling love. Because yeah. before we started this podcast, she said, 
I think I might need to keep my air conditioning on, even if it's, a, you know, I don't think the, the sound will be audible, but, you know, usually Robin turns it off. I said, you know, I think it's better that the podcast have a little bit of air conditioning sound on it than the sound of a hospital picking you up for heat stroke. Because <laughs> what is it, 40 something? It's 44 degrees, which for our American friends is 112, 11, 111 Fahrenheit. That's inhuman. And, but not only is it 44 degrees, it's the one, two, three, nearly fourth day in a row that it's 44 degrees. And look, all jokes aside, it's actually really bad because it's just the opposite of what's going on in some crazy places in America with the cold, like, you know, Niagara Falls, frozen over. Did you see that photo? Yeah. It's just extraordinary. And so here, the opposite is happening. Up in Queensland, there's a, there's, they're saying that it's going to be temperatures of 50 degrees. I don't even know what that is in Fahrenheit, but I do know that the, there's a type of native bat up there and they're just falling out of the trees dead from heat exhaustion, which is just really bad. So it's, you know, it's, it's not a good thing. And the tennis is on here as well, mm. the Australian Open. Can you believe that they're actually they didn't cancel it? They're playing. Those those guys are playing in forty four degree heat. That that is actually, I don't know. I think that really is borderline insane. What else is new and exciting in your world? Well, what else is new and exciting is at school holidays here, which <laughs> go, seems to go on for like ever. All my friends from overseas can't believe how many holidays we have in Australia. Now we do like a good holiday. And this particular one is a six-week holiday mm-hmm. every January. And so far we've done Little Nippers down at Apollo Bay, which is the Surf Life Saving Club, which is a great program. And I could not believe watching my kids swim like 300, 400 metres out in the ocean with waves crashing over their faces was extraordinary. But really every Australian kid does need to learn how to swim just because of all the rips that we get on so many beaches. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and then next week I'm going camping down to Hillsville, and last time we were there, we saw this huge lace monitor, which I don't know if I've told you about, but I'm going to post the photo. In fact, we could use the lace monitor as the photo for this episode. Do you know what it is, the lace monitor? No, no idea. (laughs) Okay, I'm not even going to say anything about it. I'm just going to put it in. Oh, my gosh. This episode, all right? right? And you'll, you'll see what I mean. And all I'm saying is... Picture me sitting by the creek in my little chair by myself and I heard a rustle and I thought, oh, is that leaves dropping? And I ignored it. Then I heard it again and I turned around and the thing that I'm posting the photo of was, you know, arm's length from me. This is the podcast that keeps on giving. (laughs) That's right, it does. (laughs) And then... Work-wise, what's happening, we're, set, we're launching a new learning leader, which is our train-the-trainer for coaches, helping coaches create small training programs that they can use to bundle and package. Hello? Mm. Boom, boom. Doing Segway. Doing. <laughs> so that's coming out in February. So there you go. That's really it. love it. Really love I'm it. I'm hot. I need Those... to go and I need a drink. Yeah. Go before you melt and the learning the le- learning leader thing falls to pieces. Yeah. No, those things are fantastic. Thanks so much. This is a great topic. I, I loved riffing on this. It's one of my favorite topics, actually. So, fun stuff. Yeah, me too. Thank you. See you next week Bye. or next month. Bye. 
If you want to become an accredited coach, drop Robin a line at robin at coachcampus.com or visit www.coachcampus.com. If you want to build your own successful coaching business, drop Andrea a line at andrea at wealthythoughtleader.com or visit www.wealthythoughtleader.com. Did you find this podcast helpful? Swing by iTunes to let us know your thoughts. 